0: Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them as well. And friends, I would like to give you a word basket of encouragement today. That's something that we do around here in staff meetings and whatnot. If it's somebody's birthday, a lot of times we'll say, you know what? Instead of gifts, we're going to give you a basket of encouraging words, a word basket. I'm going to give you that today. And I've got one for you. So this is something that came up with me this week. I was struggling to write something and writing is so hard. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to try to channel Jesus because he was such a great writer. And then I realized, oh, you know what? Jesus never wrote anything at all himself. And then when I went and looked up, it was so wild because the earliest gospel The recording dates around year 70, which was 40 years after Jesus' death. And then I looked it up, and it looks like Matthew and Luke were written 90 to 100 years after Jesus' death, and none of them were written by a direct disciple of Jesus. Did you know that? Jesus did have a disciple named Matthew and John, but they weren't the authors of the Gospels attributed to them. And I didn't know that. And I thought, well, wow, you learn something new every day in the Gospels. They were written in Greek, even though Jesus spoke Aramaic. So his original words were never written down except for one word. And you know what that was, my friend? It was Abba, and I like that word because I like those Mamma Mia movies so well. So anyway, but Abba means father, and it was the only Aramaic word ever used. So we only have one word from Jesus, one original word, my friends, and I wanted to share it with you today, is the word dad. So I wanted to encourage you with that, and maybe that would spark a little joy in you. If you're having a hard time, if you're discouraged, you can just whisper to yourself, I have an Abba. In heaven. Isn't that neat? Well, just like Jesus sent the demons into a group of pigs and they ran screaming off a cliff, I'd want to throw myself screaming off a cliff if I didn't have my incredible co-host, Gray Haas, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, Hallie. So good to see you.
0: Oh, you look so nice today.
1: Oh, thanks so much. I'm feeling great today. And I love that word that you just gave us about the Gospels, because have you ever played the um, the game Chinese Telephone with uh, in a youth group? Chinese, Chinese telephone. telephone.
0: Is that where you give a message and it goes down? and Yeah, comes-
1: you give a message to the first person and then the next person whispers that into the ear of the next person and the next person whispers that into the ear of the next person. You go all the way around the gym until it gets back to the first person and then they say what they said. And it's always perfect. It never changes. Oh, and and that's mean. what I love about the Bible, because, you know, um, it, it's basically that's what was happening. You know, people were telling other people this Jesus, This is what Jesus said. And God made sure that that Chinese telephone never changed.
0: That's right. It doesn't matter if it was 100 years later and somebody who never met him in a different language. It's still the perfect, right. pure, it's, unadulterated word of God. Absolutely. And that's so neat.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a great week in Climax this week. Our kids were really positive, really having a good, good time. But, you know, I wanted to talk a bit about I met with some um, some other guys in the church. Who have um, who have started sort of a, a Christian men getting together and talking about ways to to make the world a better place through. Uh, investment Ooh. through capitalism through finance, and I just you know I've always been sort of interested in that because you know people like Elon Musk mm. I just think are so cool and so um I went I met with some of these guys, and uh, it was at the house of philip newmanian and philip is uh, he's an investor he has a gorgeous nine bedroom house just uh, up the way, and we met there uh, hung out we uh, we shared the prayer quick Bible study. And then they said, okay, guys, we're going to do an idea generator. We're going to, we're going to bounce around some cool ideas to see how we can change the world. So we started talking about ideas and I said, Hey guys, what about Haiti? Okay. And, uh, I've been there before. It's a really poor country. And I said, you know, there's got to be some idea for Haiti because, and we've got a lot of, um, we've got a lot of missionaries in Haiti and it just never seems to really get better for those people. So we opened up the Bible and we said, "There's got to be an answer here." And we we stumbled upon a verse in Isaiah, and the verse in Isaiah that we came upon was Isaiah two, three through four, and that is when God talks about beating your swords mm. into plowshares. Oh, that kind of stuck in our mind, right? Beating your swords into plowshares, and I said, "Hey, down there, everybody's got a machete." Okay, everybody's got a machete. How can we change? And basically the spirit of that verse is saying, how can we turn swords Mm -hmm. into farmable ideas, farmable land? And so I said, hey, guys, what if we called it swords into timeshares?
0: Oh, wow.
1: And so that really perked them up. And they said, what do you mean, Gray? I said, hey, we could take these guys who've got all these machetes and they're just using them all day. We'll get them to start building timeshare properties and see if we can. And you know, Philip uh, Numanian, he really liked that idea, and he said, oh. you know, I'm going to really look into that. So, swords into timeshares might become an actual company that we can reinvest into Haiti. And you know, we're making them do it all on their own, uh, just with some a small a few million dollars of outside international investment. These guys are going to have some timeshares down there, and I think, hey, maybe in a couple of years, we'll be wanting to vacation down there.
0: That's so neat because they got good weather.
1: They've got great weather.
0: Beautiful water.
1: Uh, Well, the water's okay, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really, I'm really hoping that that comes through. Swords, swords into timeshares.
0: That's great. It sounds like it's already a business. If you told me that that was a thriving business, I'd believe you.
1: Right, right, and with God's blessing, I think it will be. How about you, Hallie?
0: There was something I wanted to tell you because I thought you might be able to use this with your climax kids. Oh, great. Day was doing a report this week and I was helping him with it. And I'm reading about these spiders and I could hardly look at the pictures because when you see a close-up picture of a spider in the eyes and everything, it just made me about want to jump right out of my own skin. And then I feel like they're on my back and I just go running out of the room. So I was putting post-it notes over the pictures in the book, but I'm reading about this one spider. I can't remember what it's called, but I thought this might be a good example for you to use in terms of male sexuality, oh. because listen to this spider. Can't remember what it's called, but it's this little spider. The male's a lot smaller than the female. She's big. He's little. And turns out it's so rare that the male will come across a female that's at the right point where it's ready to mate and where it can work out and it's all good, which I'm sure is what like a lot of people feel like, you know, how anybody gets together. I don't know. You know, it's hard. Well, evidently, when one of these male spiders comes across a female who's ready to go, it's so rare. He gets so excited that he backs up and she's standing at the end, like waiting for him, like almost like a long jump, how you run and jump, you know, she's standing at the end, big. You know, imagine it'd be like you jumping into a um one of those bouncy houses. Oh, okay. No. So he goes running and as he's running towards her, he leaps in the air and he's so excited, he does a flip in Oh wait, I messed it up. They mate first. After they mate, she's gonna eat him.
1: Okay. okay? Seems like that would be Yeah. I I wish you would led with that.
0: So this is true. After they mate, she's going to eat him. And I thought that was very cruel. And I was like, I don't think that's a good quality in a gal, you know. But then I learned it's because he's giving his life. Oh, this is kind of Christ-like. It's going to make me cry. He's actually giving his life to sustain her, to give her the nourishment, to take, bring the kids to fruition. This is true. This is science.
1: Well, you said that this is true. This is science. I would just, um, I do wonder a little bit. Sometimes when people say that's a science, it's true. It's not always true. You've got to ask who's doing the science.
0: That's true. That's true. Because a lot of scientists I know just hate God and are doing everything they can to make people not believe in God. And that's the whole point of their science, if you get my drift. That's right.
1: And this one doesn't seem like one of those examples, but I'm always a bit incredulous when people are like, well, it's true, it's science. But that does sound really, that's a great example of selfless giving. And she's got to be quite a bit larger
0: yeah she just chomps them up and I just thought that was something you know it's funny because I was thinking it was going to be a metaphor about how like you know male sexuality is so untamed they're going to do a flip in the air as they're coming towards it you know and that females pretty much it's your responsibility to fight them off because they you know have these hormones that they really have no control over so it comes down to the female to really kind of control that for them but um in this case I realized it's a better metaphor for Christ because I always thought I heard that about praying mantises and it made me not like them I was like why do they have to eat the male that's just giving girls a bad reputation and you know but it's because they, they need the nourishment, and that's neat. Well,
1: at least they're praying for it. That's right. I had an uncle Nevis who was very small, and my um, my aunt um, Benta was very large, and they actually could never have children because of that.
0: Because of their size, right? Wow, that must have been a really little guy.
1: Yeah, he was very small,
0: and a really big girl.
1: Right? She played on the she was actually on the Australian rugby team.
0: That's right. Yeah. You never usually see the female being bigger. You know, what you normally see is a really unattractive man with a really beautiful woman. That's how it always goes. You know, know. you never see it the other way. If it's an unattractive woman, you'll never see it with a good looking man. It's like, you know, good looking man with a good looking woman. Bad looking man with a good looking woman. Bad looking woman, donkey. You know what I mean? It's just nobody.
1: That's a good word.
0: We are definitely too blessed to be stressed, my friend, which means it's time to move to Too Anointed to Be Disappointed, where I get to introduce you. You might already know her and love her. I do so much. Her name is Sal Suvi, and she works with the Clean Lines Ministry.
2: Welcome, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Finally, you guys. Oh, <laughs> Sal, Sal, finally. So well,
1: I believe we see, we see. We use, and we enjoy your work every single day around here, oh, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool and pretty rare I, that we actually get to talk to you. That
2: is the sweetest. I love it when people enjoy my work work and and, then when they say you know
0: yeah I mean if people don't know Sal she is the one responsible for all the decorations all of Mm -hmm. the design and decor in every single room like in guest services yeah that has its own style and flavor the children's uh, ministries are all in primary colors yep all of the decor and design that's All the so. public
2: spaces. Oh. I just want to mention those because a lot, I love going around the congregation and seeing people sitting in groupings together, and you know, makes, and it, it's like they're really enjoying something I put. Yeah, my work you absolutely
1: know? you uh, there's a box and you fill the box with uh with a feeling and with a space
2: great you're so sweet you know i
0: just saw that you put up all new pictures in those huge huge photographs in the coffee shop that we had. now we have so we see all those little african kids the kids from africa who are grinding the oh. beans or
2: or roasting the beans that we're drinking the coffee yes. from yeah we got those actually i got a deal on those because i saw them a coffee shop had closed oh in indianapolis i was in indianapolis and a coffee shop had closed and they were just in the alley you repurposed so i went to the manager and i said these aren't being thrown away Uh, of course Mm -hmm. and he was like they actually are that's why they're at At first he was like what who are you what's it why'd you because i don't think a lot of people talk to the managers right anymore but i did say i went in i was real friendly i said can i talk to the manager Uh. And yeah. and they said okay.
1: Those were lost and now they're found.
2: Look at that. The managers?
1: The posters, I was saying. Do you the,
2: do, the posters?
0: Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, do you do that a lot, do you repurpose stuff? Do you see it and say, "Now that might be
2: this, but I could make it that?" You know, it's hard for me. My my Phil, you know, my husband Phil. He, he is so neat. He, he, I know, but he thinks anytime we're driving and I see something in an alley or in the, at the end of a gro- uh a driveway, right. yeah. I think to myself that it's almost like it's a lost child and I want to bring it into a loving home.
1: Tell me if I'm right or wrong, because if you when you go in the uh, south entrance, is the bench in the south entrance an old diving board?
2: That is a diving board. (laughs) It was from the community center.
1: I thought so.
2: And I thought, you know, again, they had it by their dumpster. And I thought, what can I do with that thing? And then for, for a while, actually, I had it up as a shelf right and then it I was worried about the integrity of it
1: and I love the metaphor of sitting on a diving board before before you go into a church and it's I just mean- like hey we're about to take the dive, you into- know,
2: and I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Do you watch
0: HGTV? I love it.
2: Oh, I love it. I've I get it. swim in it, you know. I know all the time. I'll even watch reruns. Phil gets annoyed, but he, oh, does he? Well, yeah. what
0: does he want to put on? He's
2: going to put on
1: the well, game. He still loves
2: sports, you know. He's yeah. still into the sports, today. Mm-hmm. he he even likes watching golf. I'm like, this is the boringest thing I've ever seen on on television.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I the golf,
2: yeah, it's just I'm looking at grass the whole time.
1: Do you like fixer upper?
2: Ah. Uh, gray don't get me started. Any of these. But really, the best, ba- I was watching them back when it was Trading Spaces. Did you watch those with oh, yeah. Paige Davis? Oh, sure. oh sure. yeah. And do you remember Frank? Yeah. Frank was, uh, he's really what got me into this. He was very influential to my style. Oh, really? He would do a lot of picket fences on walls. Just crafty, like right. beautiful, crafty things. Beautiful, country ish.
1: I love when you just take a letter. A lot, a big letter and put or uh, I put love it, that. I know. Just a big like a big R. Yes. Or a big clock. Yes. And you just you just put it up on a wall yeah. and people are going, hey, or like what that's for. a
2: gigantic oversized key for your <laughs> other keys. It makes so much it's the, just so cute. Isn't that so neat? And the it. bigger the better. If
0: the clock takes up the whole wall, then you never have to wonder what time it is, you know?
1: Now, did you have any formal training when it came to design?
2: No. You always just had a knack for it. And then really? always had a knack. I, when I was young, I would do my Barbie dolls and put them in a shoebox and make sure the shoebox was beautiful, oh, you know, neat. with different fabrics. I would take a, a scarf from my mom's drawer and put it down as like a bedspread Yeah, or uh, a, a bow tie. Yeah. one well, of my dad's bow ties. oh he'd get so mad he'd get, go into his closet and say who's been into my bow ties and i you know after the fourth or fifth time he knew who had been into the bow ties and the bow ties i would like put on the ceiling of the shoe box yeah or put on one of the walls of the, for again if she was living in that shoe box it would be an oversized thing on the That's wall right
1: what did your dad do that he had so many bow ties
2: he was a uh, a a, a, bar, a bartender.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah. really? Oh, a so that's bartender.
2: Gonna, that's
1: going to be hard.
2: Wow. Oh, Might he well. loved it. Oh,
1: really? He really? loved
2: it. Really? Even on the weekends when he wasn't getting paid, he would have people over and tend bar for them. But right. was
1: it was it hard to have all that alcohol around? Or did um, he did he drink?
2: No. We were a house that had alcohol but didn't partake in alcohol.
1: Really? So, hey,
2: that was his joy oh. to bring just a small bit of alcohol to others. Just a small, a reasonable amount, you know. It, it, he would never, ever let anyone get intoxicated. get intoxicated or over and pipe.
1: That's such an interesting thing to have, uh, to not drink yourself, to be a bartender, and then, but then invite people to your house to have a small bit of alcohol to enjoy. I think it's a really interesting way to keep people from not getting drunk, huh. but maybe to just enjoy it responsibly.
2: Yeah, it was interesting. Oh, we'd always have people over. And you know what? Anything and you could give
0: him one small cocktail because I think one drink is okay. You know, it might be playing with fire, but it's okay. But then if you switch
2: to something that has bubbles in it, it's the exact same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So we we would make he had glasses and he knew all of our glasses growing up had a line on them. Oh, and then you oh. know what that means? Oh. Huh. No. Oh, a line like fill to here? Okay. Thank you. Yes, you do know what it means. So they'd have, he would take Sharpie or whatever it was back then. I don't know if they had Sharpie's So or a a little bit of paint, Mm -hmm. put a line on it so he would know how much he wanted to give people. You know, oh. when when we had him over to our house. That's so. Such a- That's so neat. My dad used to use that because he
0: had the whole milk. We didn't like it. We wanted the 2%. And so we had two different gallons of milk in the fridge all the time growing up. One was 2%. One was whole milk. And once in a while, my dad would say, somebody is drinking the whole milk. And I'm like, I, it's not me. We don't like it. We don't want it, dad. And he started putting a line every time he would drink his whole milk. He'd put a line on the gallon of milk. And so I started going in and putting water in there
2: so it would go above the line, try to confuse him. And then it wouldn't be whole milk anymore. That's right. Okay. But wait, so you wanted he he thought you wanted his whole milk. He thought somebody was drinking but you his whole didn't milk. I said nobody wants that. Yeah. It's like it's right out of the cow. Right. It
0: is like it's right out of the cow. Yeah. I needed to go through the whole process where they put it into like a Dr. Seuss kind of machine and it comes Squeezing. out the other end. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: A lot of fat too.
0: I like
2: 1%. What? I've never seen 1%. Mm. I've only seen skim to two. One percent is my sweet spot. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a, just a little whisper of, of hair to it, you well, know? Now you can get milk out of anything. If you squeeze anything hard enough, some milk's going to come oh, out. Oh, these crazy, make me mad. I don't know how you feel about the crazy milks. Do you guys like them? I,
1: anything with the word milk attached to it, I generally avoid because it's either going to be too high in fat or it's going to have a lot of carbs.
0: Mm. Oh, milk has carbs,
1: any kind of the oat milk or the nut milks. Or oh, any see, those of, are the crazy milks. Yeah, you can't do that. I typically uh, there is uh, something called muscle milk and I will drink that.
0: Now, I think it's so neat that Phil keeps such a good attitude when he's got two titanium legs, doesn't he? Oh, yes, he does. You he's heard about that? So, uh, yeah, he's so chipper. And I wouldn't even be able to tell that those were that those were those little. um. What are those little things instead of feet? They're kind of like they look like little um, water skis.
2: Well, they're actually, you know what they used? The same technology they use in, on a sewing machine, Ooh. the the foot of a sewing machine. That's right. Really. That's the same the same design. Yeah. The same engineering technology. Uh-huh. So it's it, it's really nice because he can move them up, Ooh. flip them up, yeah. real high, higher than a regular foot, unless you're double jointed. Okay. And he can flip them down. Oh, that's so, cool. You know. Yeah. It's, and can, and it's, can he sew with them? No, but well, there's no there's no place to thread. Oh, I the, see. Uh, 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 there's no place for the thread
1: because I did think that. And would be there's kind no of,
2: needle. It's oh, just oh, the oh, foot, right. you know. But that w- for a second, I, when you said that, I thought, why haven't we done
1: that? Yet? Right, because it seems like hey, we've got a hole in the couch. Have Phil walk on it?
2: Why haven't we done that? But uh, but I I don't think we could do it. I don't think it would work. Now, now, should we try it? I, I would. I'd be open to trying it. But I gotta ask you something because I've thought about this so many times.
0: Because sometimes um. Uh, Lance will get the Jimmy legs and he'll put his legs over by where I need space at night we got a king and I still feel like I don't have enough room and I've thought about you several times and I thought I wonder if Phil takes those titanium legs off at night and so when he gets in it's just the trunk at the top and then you can kick your legs all the way across the whole bottom you get the whole like bottom part of the bed to yourself yeah do you have it or does he keep them on at night he
2: keeps them on I didn't even think about asking him to take it it's a big like two hour process to take them on and off. really yeah so that's probably why we don't do that but I I could ask him to take them off. That would be nice. Well, his whole side of the mattress is dipped down now. And it's oh, all very, it's so, so heavy. heavy. Uh-huh. It's one of the heaviest metals. Did you, I didn't know that when they first put them on.
1: Mm. Really? I think they make them light, but no. No, heavy. they
2: made it very heavy. Now, what size of a mattress do you have? Are you king, queen,
0: full? We uh, just have full.
1: You're oh, a full? Really yeah, full? we
2: just
0: got a full. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. And half That's, of it is dipped down from the titanium? A little bit dipped down, yeah. Wow. You Doesn't it bother you? You must be a good sleeper. Well, I mean, he's a he's also a heavy man with or without the titanium. So that's yeah, he's so it's guy. always been sloped over there.
1: Now, how did the legs get lost? The original legs.
2: Oh, I, this is a this is a hard story for me. Oh, oh I'm you don't sorry. have to talk about it if you don't want to. I'm trying to decide if it, how he would feel if I when I, because I've we've been together when he had his. Human legs, okay, and also now obviously with his titanium, I would never ever think of leaving him, but just because he has titanium legs, sure. But so when we first met, he had beautiful, beautiful toned legs. Oh. Gray, you know about
1: toned right, legs, of course.
2: so he had beautiful toned legs. He loved to sit in the sun with his legs. He they were always tanned and beautiful. Wow. And and honestly, in when we were at college together people would comment on his beautiful legs would he wear shorts and stuff so to kind of show him off a little bit yep shorts and he was really known a lot around college for his legs yeah it's phil with those long sticks people the beautiful bronze legs of phil you know they didn't say that but that's kind of how it was and then one day he was driving home you know on his bike Okay. riding on his bike right yeah and he he was coming around bend someone was clipping their hedges oh, and no. the hedges are all different sizes and i think that the hedges he was used to that he had grown up with were a lot shorter that's what he thought hedges were oh, okay. he didn't what, know they could be long
1: and what did that have to do with it, him driving his bike though
2: and losing his legs
1: did he try to jump the hedge?
2: If
0: she, she might be getting
2: emotional. I, I, I'm getting... Uh, this is hard for me because I just remember those beautiful bronze legs. I know. I remember seeing a picture
0: and he would bronze those legs and wear those short jean shorts. He would cut those jean shorts so short. Oh, they and were so beautiful. you see those beautiful bronze. They were just brown as a berry. kissed legs coming out of those jean shorts. And then the top of his body was always ivory white. Like he was sort of like preserving the oh, top. Oh, yeah.
2: He, he would always wear long sleeve shirts. Turtlenecks a lot. He loved... That's his, just his style. The turtleneck and the short shorts. You oh know? that's cool. But those beautiful bronze legs. And then he would
1: still. so now he's, he's he's right Let me just he's riding the bike, driving the bike. This
2: is h- really hard for me because I, know, I don't really I, sorry. We, but I do it will help me. Yeah. I'll feel better if just... I yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's all right. It's love. Okay. I know. Riding the bike. Those legs pumping. Just picture it. Okay. Just yeah. picture it. Gored, those legs. Just
1: gorgeous legs.
2: Beautiful. It's beautiful. Just pumping those. Pumping those beautiful petals, mm-hmm. And then he comes around the corner and it, there's that hedge clipper. Is it electrical hedge clipper?
0: Or was it? I'm picturing manual. the one. Manual.
2: A oh. lot longer. A lot longer than he expected it And to he be. rode right through oh. and they. Rode right into it. Oh and, and my. I, I mean, at first it was like, can we, can, can the legs be saved? Yeah. It seems sometimes like you can, can save a finger. I
1: mean, that's what, what an. I mean, those must have been giant. Very they sharp. They
2: were so big. He probably and grew up with... they were so sh- sharp. And he didn't know how long they were thus far. The they were started. so long. Oh, he so did sorry not to... know how long they were. So he was expecting the hedge clipper to stop at a certain point, And it didn't. It just... <laughs> oh, and then and he didn't... must have really wiped he, out. because oh, then he. Well, couldn't... you know, those legs were strong. He goes fast on those bikes. Or it used to. Right. Yeah he does now again with his titanium legs but he he so he was going fast ran right into these super long hedge clippers they really got him good almost like a shark bite wow <clears throat> but then um and they thought for a while we could say one of the le- one of the legs was a lot worse than that the the leg he led with right. obviously yeah. from that was a lot worse but sometimes you just if
1: you're gonna lose one you should take them both. that's
2: kind of what they said you know like it they said this one, this one is terrible. It's completely shredded. Right. The other one wasn't so bad, but they said it'll be easier because it'll even you out. Yeah. So you, you don't want uh, the gate.
1: Right. You know, and, someone's
2: and you, gate is a very if you are over extenuating a gate on one side, then it, it, it makes you all lopsided. It messes up your whole body then.
1: Right. And you know? in, in the scarring, just to have a bad scar on one leg is going to be, be distracting. It's probably better just to have two sewing machine blade type uh, titanium legs. Oh,
2: it's, it's, it's fantastic What he can do And they've got these guys it. in the
0: Olympics running on two titanium legs and they're beating hmm. the other runners. Right. Yep. You know, so oh, maybe yeah. it's better. It's
1: just so sad that he thought, I, I, you know, that's the, just the, I think the lesson too that we can uh, remember from this is just like, um, you know, things aren't always what you expect. Yes. And if you go to try to, because I'm assuming, was he trying to jump the hedge on his bike?
2: No, he, he was he just, just coming drove... around the corner oh, I and, was... and and he had seen the man. Right. He knew by his motions what he was doing. Right. He was clipping hedges, right? Right. But he just didn't expect them to be that long. Oh, just... oh. so I'm sorry. I'm everyone sorry to... needs to know the sizes. For a while, that was my thing. Going so... around the schools and talking about different hedge clipper sizes letting awareness for the the different sizes but um then got busy you with know the- i kind of relate to you just if
0: i may encourage you because you know it's hard when you loved someone and they were a certain way and then they change mm-hmm. i think it's really hard and it does affect the marriage and this kind of happened to me when lance started trying to be paleo because it was a real loss to me to say yes. I have to eat my fettuccine alfredo all by myself, and we'll never be able to enjoy a breadstick together that we're dipping in the olive oil. Yes. You know, and it's really been a loss, so I get it. I'm so I didn't realize that happened to Lance.
1: Now, are there things that um, are there things that he can do now that he's got these titanium legs? I'm assuming there's probably things he can do that you can't do.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, he's great now around the house helping, and right. he he's. Yeah, he. It, it's almost like he's half robot, really.
1: Right, that's neat. It's
2: terrific. Yeah, it's it's terrific now that we're used to it. You know, I mean, we miss the legs sometimes, but well, they the, were beautiful.
1: Just, yeah, they were gorgeous yeah. legs. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the picture on your phone on the screen side. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Now, does that have a filter on it, or is that the color of his legs?
2: No, that that's, that's the. the co- color. I don't know how to do any of those filters. Oh right? yeah, you yeah.
1: know. It reminds me of Daniel when they built the statue, and it's like you know the head was of gold and the chest and arms of silver, its belly, its thighs were bronze, its, the legs were iron and the feet were partly iron and partly of clay. It's kind I of like is Phil is just like the bottom of the, the statue in Daniel.
2: Oh, I never... That's beautiful, it Gray. It really is. What would you say is your favorite style
0: of all the styles of design and decor?
2: I guess you would call me my style, um, like, country chic. Ooh, yes. you know, yeah. or uh country eclectic oh yeah you know cuz yeah. i do a lot I, I mean i lead with country for sure i've noticed that. i love the i like like gray you mentioned the cushions right. i love a lot of cushions a lot of stuffing a- anything i love to like you know what It's not just a broom. I'm going to put it on the wall. Right. You know. That's right. Uh, There's a there's a picket fence. Put it on the wall. Um, Hay left over from Halloween. Stick it on the wall. That washing board thing. That neat washing
0: board. Oh, I love that. Old country schoolhouse desks and stuff. Uh You do that's so neat. I would almost
1: call it like Nouveau Applebee's.
0: Oh, that's so sweet, Gray. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it Fridays? What's the one that has the things all over the wall? The rusty
1: trombones on the wall.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But I think it's neat because your ministry is called Clean Lines. And I one time asked her, I said, is Clean Lines more like the Scandi, the, the the uh, you know, Ikea type of neat, you know, clean? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, it is having a clean heart, heart yep. for Christ and keeping it clean, mm-hmm. and, you know?
2: Yep. I mean, other, other decorators use it as a decorating term, clean lines, like a uh, simple line of a piece of furniture or something. I, ironically... I don't like that kind of furniture. I like the ornate, you know, like the gates of heaven. That's what I want it to be. Soft, comfortable. We're going to talk. We're going to live, laugh, learn, right? We're going to dance like nobody's watching. We're going to go into this big overstuffed couch. And I want the ornateness of it it all.
1: Now, is it live, laugh, learn or live, laugh, love? Well,
2: I have have decals for both of them.
1: Okay, great. Yeah,
2: because I think you should do both. Now, did you do Steve's office? Yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. that was fun really that was I've, fun I've well I know he's in. really opinionated and he really likes things a certain way I gotta tell you though Halie he just trusted me he let me bring in anything I wanted what? I would yes what did yes. you did
1: you have a particular item that you found in your in your alley searches that you took to Steve's office that was that was fun
2: well there was I mean I, I there's a lot in there. You've been in there, right, Grace? I've have seen it
1: from the hallway, but I've never actually gotten go going because I'm not on the leadership team.
2: Yeah. Well, um, so I got to think what one of my favorite things was. I have a carousel horse. There's Ooh. a carousel horse in there. I found that in at a, we had gone up to Chicago for the weekend and there, that was a, Chicago alley thing. Oh, there was a carousel horse in there. Yeah, right. you wouldn't think in Chicago that there'd be. Yeah, they got the cows everywhere. Yeah, but but there was a carousel horse, and I said, Phil, I'm like, load her in, Phil. He knows now. That's it's great. You know, we got a bigger card, so I can load this alley stuff in there. So there's a carousel horse in Steve's, and he loves that because it reminds him of how much. You know, he says like it's. It's like Heaven's Playground here.
1: Right. Mm. And that's
2: what that reminds him of. Oh. Um, So he likes... and, And there's a pair of opera glasses. Really? Yes. Wow. Now...
1: Anything else? A horse. You got the opera glasses.
2: A single leather glove. Whoa. Is it on the wall? Like, is it in a shadow box? A single leather glove.
1: What's the symbolism of that?
2: It's like a high five from God. Oh, a single leather glove. I mounted it on his wall so that anytime he's leaving, the it's right by his doorway. Anytime he's leaving, it's like he's high fiving God on his way out.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. Clever, right? I'm going to stop Clever. wearing one of those.
0: Now, did you did you really feel like you got to know him? I mean, people say he can be
2: hard to know and sometimes he can be a little reserved. Do you feel like you I mean, did he talk to you? No, he didn't oh. talk to me much. No, oh. but but he didn't get in my way. And that, honestly, that's what I like most. You know, when yeah. I'm doing my job, I just want to do my job. And, you know, so yeah. but he he uh, his assistant sent me an email says he loves it in there. I think it's time to move on to mailbag. Just like
0: Ananias and Sapphira were two lying philanthropists who were struck dead in the book of Acts when God just knocked them out, we're going to knock out one of your questions from the mailbag, and this is a good one. Oh, I think you're going to like this one. So, this question has been on my heart for a long time. I'm finally getting the courage to write it. Oh, juicy. My husband does not attend church with me, and it's worried me that people think I'm unequally yoked with a non-believer. The thing is, he is a person of faith. He prays before our meals and all that, but he just doesn't care for corporate worship, and he opts out of spending Sunday mornings together. Instead, he takes the dogs to the forest preserve, or he makes some homemade biscottis. Oh, that sounds good. Or he does the meal prep for the week. He's a good husband, see, and I love him, but... Wish he had a taste for the excellent programming and community I enjoy so well at Twin Hills. What's your take? Do you have words of wisdom and how can I make my peace with it? Love you all, Lynn Jay. Mm. That's a tough one.
1: That's tough. It's a really difficult question. I guess I would just ask Lynn Jay is, um, are there things that you could incentivize mm. him to go to church with, because like I, I sometimes compare it to working out, where if you work out once, twice, three times, you're not making a habit of it, but then eventually you've made a habit and you can't not go. I think church is a bit the same. Mm. If you go to church one time, two times, three times, you might not really have formed the habit, but once you go a dozen, two dozen times, then when you don't go, you start feeling a bit strange. And, um, then in your body basically tells you, Hey, I've got to get in there on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever, really? uh, to small group or whatnot. So maybe you could incentivize him in some way, Lynn. I don't know what that is because it sounds like, um, it doesn't sound like he does much around the house. Mm. So that's a tough one.
2: That's I'm surprised. What? Does he, I, I mean, honestly, when I hear about somebody's spouse not coming to church, I personally get offended.
1: You know, Jesus said to Thomas, uh, Thomas said, I don't believe you are dead. I don't believe you were up on that cross. Jesus said, I'll prove it. And maybe he's, she's got to bring him here because yeah. once you experience what we're doing here, it's yeah. pretty much like sticking your hand in a wound.
2: Yeah. But we, can we talk for a second about how if, he'd never, if he doesn't ever come around?
0: Mm, what should she do how does she make her peace with it the fact of the matter is the bible says real clearly that the man is the head of the household so i kind of feel like there's very little she can do i mean her 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 role is to submit you know what i mean and so it's well
1: we do we do uh live stream all the uh services <gasps> and that's they, a great idea and, and they and we do have a a, a gorgeous archive of all of true the, uh, so you know when he's at home uh perhaps he's Uh, watching or could watch.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. he could be putting his biscotti ingredients into the mixer and he could be streaming the services and still exposing himself to that truth that's so important to get into your ears every single week. I think that's neat. And I agree with both of you. Incentivize. This is what my mom told me the day I got married. She said, hey, you know what they do at SeaWorld to get that dolphin to do a trick? Do they reprimand the dolphin? No. No. Do they withhold something from the dolphin? No. No. They They give that dolphin a fish and I looked at my mom and I said I don't understand I still don't know how to be married and she looked at me and she winked and she said you give the dolphin a fish. Sal Suvi was played by Sue Salvi. Follow her at Sue Salvi and buy her book Someday a Bird Will Poop on You. It's an incredible gift book for all ages. Get it for someone you love i'm holly laurent playing hallie labont and gray haas is played by greg hess our incredible producer is ryan Countshouse. follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail please rate and review us on apple Podcasts, and if you like the podcast please support us on patreon hey guys do you love indie films do you love talking about indie films me too I'm Connie Shin, and allow me to be your indie film Sherpa on my new podcast, Indie Darlings. Join me and a new guest in every episode as we discuss that indie darling you loved, hated, were curious about, or never even heard of. The Indie Darlings Podcast. Come on! Subscribe now on Campfire Media, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Campfire.